0: All right, okay. I'm about to start, okay? All right. Oh, flipping hell, Alex. Flapping ass shit. Ruined it. I
1: said all right! Like, literally the moment you said it, I don't know what I've done there. All right, <laughs> Okay.
2: Go. Eric Lamella's a fraud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. It's not wrong. I'm staying in. It's
1: not, it's not wrong, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: God, don't become a thing, please.
2: And he's got to go to Middlesbrough and get something. I am not playing mind games. I am talking about facts. If I speak, I am in in big trouble. And I think you you are an ostrich.
0: Hello, everyone. And welcome back to the Talking Absolute Ball podcast. We see you, our seven loyal listeners out there. I'm joined this week, once again, the dashing Nick and and Alex. How are we both?
1: I'm just amazed we've made a second one. I thought this was a fad until you started buying £50 microphones.
2: This is going to be as successful a sequel as Attack of the Clones was.
0: <laughs> well, we have a, a very exciting show for you all this week. In the first part, we're going to discuss... Of course the resolution of the Prem and the other leagues. Uh, and then we're going to have a look at Gareth's provisional squad for the Euros and see who we will chuck out. What a we'll card. Yeah. Uh, we'll move coward. on to grade the final ten teams and then we'll end off very excitingly with our threes team of the season, our manager of the year, player, and young player. So Without further ado, let's move on. Miser. Well, as I knew and foretold, Lester of Bottles. Brendan Rodgers is a shocking manager and he ruined my whole season. Not Mikel, Brendan. We could have been in the European Conference League if it wasn't for that man. Disgust.
1: Can I start the discussion by asking you a genuine question? Are you not slightly relieved you've missed out on the inaugural Conference League? Because I feel like it's one of those tournaments that, okay, if it gets time to bed in, maybe it is something to make. But I don't think you want to be one of the like the inaugural big English club to be in it, especially given the whole like Super League thing. Like surely you're much happier with Tottenham getting the, from the Super League to the Conference League in two months jokes.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, as I said, my head knows that this is the right thing. I think we actually have a chance to do something in the league. Well, obviously depending on how the summer goes, but my heart, I just want to see, I want to be disappointed by Arsenal a couple of times a week. But then I did see uh, an image of one of the uh, the grounds Spurs are going to go to, well, potentially go to, and it's just horrendous. I think there's like is that a one? Air.
1: Is that the one with the train?
0: No, it's the one with the airport, literally <laughs> as one of the <laughs> sides of. The...
1: There's a whole <laughs> collection of transport-themed <laughs> yeah. stadia they're going to be going through in twenty-one twenty in the twenty-one twenty-two campaign.
0: Yeah, exactly. But so I I, I know that it's it's not the worst thing. In fact, it's it's a positive. Uh, and, and I really think it sums it up when the winner of the tournament, the prize is to get into the Europa League. But I was disappointed on the day. Um, to be fair, I did watch the game, uh, Spurs is one, and I really do think Fana getting injured was a huge loss uh, to begin with. Sionchi was an absolute rock at the back, seeing as he had Ndidi, who's top anyway, but indeed and Castagna in the back three, and he was holding off the whole Spurs front line until Bale came on and annoyingly showed... The quality actually does possess, even though I really do hate him. But we move. Anyone else? Oh, actually, you—you must be a happy man, Alex.
1: I'm a relieved man. I would have been happy with third at the start of the season, but I think it's a pretty good salvaging effort after the. If if you ask me to describe Liverpool's season, the first half is like the intro beach assault scene from Saving Private Ryan. Just like there's a guy on the floor, his kidneys are hanging out. Everyone in front of you is getting shot. You realise you're down to like Tom Hanks and some stereotypical guy from Brooklyn. Battle through it, you know. And um, I- I'm very relieved to get out of it a third place finish. I-, I know we joked around Cameron. I told you it was never in doubt. Um, obviously, I don't think that. Um, I think I think it's just... It was the minimum to say it's been a decent season given everything that's gone on, so I'm quite happy to watch it. Very relieved. The only slight disappointment that I have is that with Leicester bottling it, it means that a um, a draw with West Brom would have still been enough and I wanted the Allison goal to be the thing that officially got us in there. So that that's the only slight disappointment. Leicester bottling it has taken the shine off that goal somewhat.
0: Does the fact you came third this year, just show how poor the Prem really is?
1: No. um, I think Newcastle coming 12,
2: Newcastle coming 12 shows how poor the Premier League
1: is. I I don't really, I'm going to go against you guys here. I don't really accept the premise that the Premier League is a poor league. I think this season was always going to be one where teams have really scrappy records, um, just given the density of football that's been going on. I mean, even City, who have had a really good season, have had periods in it where they've been so scrappy. So, I I think if you look around, like, and some of the shocks in in the other leagues as well, I think it's just one of those seasons where the quality is less because of uh, fatigue and whatnot. And the beautiful thing is, we've got to get used to it, considering it's non-stop football now until what the summer of two
0: thousand and twenty-three. What well, I understand. I just think no, the league is special because anyone can seemingly beat anyone, but when you look around the other leagues, like the Syria, unbelievable standard this year I thought, Bundesliga as well I think there's some really poor teams in the Prem, like Arsenal just look at Arsenal played against Villarreal who, what, I don't know 8th, 7th in in the league in La Liga, I don't think that I think if you're looking at the likes of Guardiola those kind of teams, I just think how poor Liverpool were this year they did not deserve to end up 3rd
1: yeah, for large periods, you've got to accept that the run-in was at least decently put together.
0: Uh, yeah, what last, big results did you have 10? in that?
1: Well, the one at Old Trafford sticks out immediately. The ground well, Klopp hasn't actually won at until this season.
0: United's third game in what three hours?
1: Yeah, but the United's game that they rested the star team for, that they yeah, put no, out, it, that it they put out the kids against Leicester for. So, I think that yeah, is a big true. win. I'm reassured by a lot of those performances when looking at next season. So, we're
2: missing out. We're missing out on the uh, on the Chelsea almost meltdown. We, there was um, mm. there was a good hour there where Chelsea had were two 0 down, and then Chilwell scored, and then as got sent off, um, yeah. I really thought we were in for just an almighty Thomas Tuchel rant about his team, but. We unfortunately
0: got spared of it because of uh, Harry Kane. Yeah. Well, arguably, obviously, I was upset about Spurs because. Oh no! Sorry, it was Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale, not Harry Kane. Sorry. Yeah, well, Gareth Bale was assisted by Harry Kane's hand, but anyway. <laughs> um. Chelsea was really the one I wanted to lose out on that final day. I wanted Leicester to get top four, and I wanted Chelsea to fall into fifth. But. Yeah, and I think everyone. Here I think the the shows. Yeah, I, uh, I. This whole hype about Chelsea. They can't score. They, I know it's, it seemed like an outlier at the time, but that game against us, we were so bad. But I never thought Chelsea were going to score against us in that one 0 win at, at the Bridge. And although I do think we need to give Aston Villa their, their due because they are a good team. I don't. Did they finish eleventh? They did, didn't they? It was they us eighth. Did uh, Leeds, and Everton 10th, was wasn't it? Everton intense. Yeah. Really, That's really funny. bad season by Everton standards. Really bad. Yeah, well, the noisy neighbours, not so noisy. Um, how about you, Nick? How did you enjoy the final day of the season as a Fulham fan?
2: I checked the score twice um, at halftime and saw Joe Willock had scored. And then I checked it again okay. at full time and saw we'd conceded a penalty and Fabian Schar had scored. Um, who is a centre-back. So, it was fantastic. Um, I had a few drinks um, and completely ignored the game. And, you know, I I think there's not really much to say about Fulham's time in the Premier League apart from the fact that it has been a complete disaster. So, um, well, not complete, but almost a complete disaster.
0: Well, I think that is a good sum up of Fulham's season uh, I don't think there was any positive to take from that match other than of course Willock scoring for a seventh game in the row or in a row I should say um, I don't know if you saw the stat that his eight goals this year was more than the five of the combined other Arsenal midfielders goals mm. Um. Well, oh, and sorry when I say combined they scored five goals in total all of our midfielders put together and he scored eight seven in the last seven games Um, and there was talk that we'll sell him if we sell Joe Willock at this point I'm going to gouge my eyes out
2: no like I I disagree like surely he's a very sellable asset now like at an absolute peak price because here is a player that Arsenal were not interested in at all and playing and as you said were willing to sell and now Steve Bruce Steve Bruce of all managers has rejuvenated him and surely this is the time to cash in because this is going off like a complete 6-month spell. I mean you can almost bring this up with like Jesse Lingard at West Ham. Like past performance is no indicator of future success. Like these players are now like at the height of their value. So the ideal time is to cash in now.
0: Well, as much as I agree with your Jesse Lingard comparison, the difference there is Lingard Competition is, Penan Penandes. He isn't getting in ahead of him. So, take the money. Who's Willock's competition in this Arsenal team? What El Nene,
2: Emil Smith Rowe?
0: I I for one, no no. He, one the one thing I would say is that we are playing a two-man midfield pivot at the moment, and Willock doesn't play in a two-man midfield. But isn't he a number ten? But I think more? it'd be stupid. He's more of a number eight. Plays in a three-man field. Oh, just, I don't
2: like that as a number eight. No. Uh, I I I think this would, is such a prime opportunity for Arsenal to actually like make a good deal for the first time in what feels about like five years and cash in at like an asset peak price. I mean, I know I'm talking about this like a a filthy capitalist, but you know, <laughs> but it, I, it 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 just, just makes sense. It, it, it,
0: it strikes too close to home with the Emmy Martinez deal of last year, where at the time we were like, oh, we need, he's our one sellable asset, get 20 million in the door. And look how horrendously that's gone. So I say we've got enough other assets if they're actually to get out. We'll do probably a discussion on this another time, but you know, the Bellerins yeah. and Kettiers, uh the Reese Nelsons, who, you know, where is he hiding in Mikhail's cupboard somewhere? Um, That I don't think I agree. His price has never been high, and I would say if in January someone had offered us twenty million for him, he would have been off. But now his price is in the thirty to thirty-five million bracket. I'd imagine. Um, But let's just we'll wait and see. If the if the talk is real that the Kronkies are putting their hand in their pocket, we don't need the thirty-five million that Will Excel get, and I would like to keep him at least for pre-season and see how he goes. Can I just... Um, Maybe that is just the standard.
2: Can I just make a quick stat? Well, not make a quick stat. Um, ask a quick question, given that we, we shouldn't probably turn this into a Arsenal podcast just yet. Yeah. But um, I want to ask the two of you a question. Who had the higher goal difference between Southampton and Burnley?
0: Don't tell me it was Burnley.
1: Yeah, I would guess from the way you're phrasing yeah. the question that it would be Burnley.
2: It's Southampton... Burnley also. It's Southampton, but only by one goal. Southampton are a minus 21 oh, we, goal difference.
1: Yeah, shocking. Yeah, but we must remember that Burnley had the advantage of not shipping nine goals in a match this season.
2: I mean, Ralph's, uh, Ralph's reputation, it's, uh, it's taken a dive.
1: Yes,
0: absolutely dived.
1: I genuinely still really like Ralph. It's Same. beside the point, but I, I genuinely do still really like Ralph. Same. I don't know what's going on at Southampton because that's two seasons in a row now where they've had like really streaky peaks and troughs, so obviously there are questions about his ability to consistently manage a team through the season. I still like him, but I can see why a lot of people... If I'm Daniel Levy,
0: I'm looking his way. I agree, but I
2: don't think they will. I don't think they will. Uh, No, I
0: don't think they will. Um, Well, I probably... (sighs) There wasn't a lot to come from Sunday, let's be honest. The relegation... Sorry, Nick. That was wrapped up a while ago. Uh, except for Leicester falling out of the top four. That was really done. And the top six was pretty much secure, I think. so.
2: We should probably have a small bit on... Um, we should probably say a small bit about Nuno Lele-Wolf.
0: Yeah, well, I think that he's done... I thought he did a very good job. He brought him up from the Championship. Um, I think until this season was a very difficult team. Whenever you saw one of your rivals going up against them, or at least I did, I thought that's a chance for some points to be dropped there. And mainly, I don't think Arsenal have taken a point off them in two seasons, but you could insert any team into that. So I think he will be a good manager. I can't work out if this is, he's been pushed out because it's been a bad season or he's looking at opportunities like a Tottenham thinking... That that's in the pipeline. I couldn't really work that out if it was just a it sounds
2: like agreement. a mutual uh, yeah, mutual parting of ways um was the way it right. sounded like um the intended replacement looks to be Bruno Laje, Lage, L A G E, um mm. ex Benfica. Um I can't profess to know a whole lot about the manager obviously, but the last three or four years of Benfica have kind of been somewhat of a dumpster fire, so <laughs> There's a lot of unhappy happiness around Benfica, so I'm not really too sure about this one, but obviously, I guess, if you have a big Portuguese contingent, it does make sense. So, well, it fits
0: into that, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, but we'll see. I mean, this team was pretty uninspiring this year. Only 36 goals, which is not a lot. Like, that team yeah. really struggled for goals about Jimenez, and there's no guarantee that Jimenez is going to come back and be the same player as he was.
0: Mm. Well, I, I think it puts into question that decision, the the £40 million spent on Fabio Silva was absolutely mental. Um, he was not an able replacement.
2: Are we doing a worse signing of the season section? Because I would quite like well, to put we, that as my contender.
0: <laughs> well, I, I, I'd agree with that, but I'd also throw up Nelson Samedo in there for the hype that came with him. So... Wolves Wolves had a very bad season, but they reset and go into the next one. Mm. Uh talking about people with bad seasons. Let's move across the continent to Spain. Atletico winning that really tight tight uh run in title race, which was I I for one, I don't I don't like the way they play, but I do love the story behind it. Luis Suarez, thirty three years old, post him off to Atletico and he's gone and I would argue he's gone a, been the difference maker and won them the league. Funny. I, I
1: Let get the go story. Atletico was just a bizarre decision to begin with, wasn't it? Like it, it, It's one of those weird ones. The only comparison I can think of, and it's not perfect cause, uh, because Manchester United paid a lot of money for this player, but it would be like the Sanchez move from Arsenal to Man United but working. I'm not saying Suarez hadn't dropped off and he had his injury problems as well. He was still scoring when he played. And they've sent him to a rival. I, I just think it's... <sighs> Crazy. I, I just think it's just another one of these horrific uh, Barcelona recruitment decisions that they've made consistently for about five years now.
2: I think that one... I think the Suarez about? move is... Def- Sorry, Cameron. I think the um, no. Suarez move is defensible in a way because, OK, 33-year-old striker who relies on an initial burst of pace. I mean, we're kind of seeing this with bamiang now. Like you would think, like, OK, maybe this isn't going to hold up this goal-scoring record and such, especially in a defensive team. I think that one is defensible from Barcelona. Like, I, I can understand it. I don't agree that it's, like, a disgusting decision. But I think compared to when you couple it with all the rest of Barcelona's moves, like RuPaul League going now for Memphis Depay, I believe, on a two-year contract, which sounds just... yeah, And Jeannie Wijnaldum, who... I like I like Jeannie Wynaldum. I don't I would never associate him with a caliber of like Barcelona, for example. Sorry, Alec. Yeah, but...
1: I agree. No, no, I, I completely agree. I I have really liked him for four years now. I thought he was a great servant to Liverpool, but I don't think he's the um the talisman is gonna need to drag them forward. I don't quite fully understand their pursuit of him, but
0: it's coman well, I mean, driven, surely.
1: Yeah, but it's continued Same with after. Memphis. It, but it's continued after Komen has been canned. So.
2: Reportedly. That's, I don't. You, that's not official. Okay, yet. yeah, fine. Yeah. But
1: sure, sure. But I think we would all be quite surprised if he didn't go. I, I, Un, unless what? maybe, because, I mean, I've seen the pictures of Ryan Allen's agent in Barcelona today. Unless maybe this is like the Barcelona board going to give Coleman one last chance perhaps and let him fashion a team in his image but
0: well, if I'm on, I I, I, I well, well, I've got, see why I've got, I've got two things here one just on the Genie thing I think this just demonstrates completely where Barca are at right now mm-hmm. monetarily wise look at all of their potential signings this season all of them th- free. you you've got Genie you've got Memphis you've got Eric Garcia and the one when you were describing it, Nick as defensible about letting Luis Suarez go I think it is, until you put into the reckoning that they're about to pick up Aguero, mm. who is the same age, surely in that same category of dwindling masters of of uh, their craft. I agree. If you're going to get rid of one, who and like you say, I think when they did it, it was my shock was that they allowed him to go to Atletico. I believe that was because Atletico were the only one willing to give the reported six million that they were after, but that just seemed crazy to give someone of his class and his also his mental strength to uh, a rival but if you're going to do that last season you surely can't make the mistake of them picking up someone of the same age in the same bracket in Aguero, I think Aguero is class but to be going to Barcelona at, at his age and let's be honest his injury record, I think it's absolutely disgraceful from them and so what, Gini's 30 is he 30 now? Yeah, uh, or 29
1: Gini's I think, I think 30, he is 30. Around that. I think he is 30
0: Eric Garcia is a different one, but I see conflicting reports. Some saying he's class, some saying he, he's what well, it says on tin, like a five foot eight centre back. I've never really
2: been Lovely. impressed with Eric Garcia. Just gonna say.
0: Yeah, and Memphis. I, I actually I think Memphis is a, a good player. Although I I remember his quote when he moved to Lyon, just saying that he's waiting to get one into one of the big free clubs again. And I laugh thinking that's never gonna happen. And I believe it's only because he's on a free and Coman's there that this is happening. But I really do worry for Barcelona at this point. Uh, I'm not sure if the if the square thing is something linked to sweetening Messi. Please stay. Um, I, that'll be interesting to see what happens, what plays out on Messi. But I just think Barcelona is an absolute mess. Uh, and fair enough to Atletico. I think the real losers of this is Madrid, who well, I think they had a good, real good shot of winning it this year, uh, and failed. With, and now with Zinedine going, probably means Odegaard's going back, but not to get back to Arsenal.
2: The Zidane uh,
0: departure—not uh, confirmed, but I think it's pretty common knowledge. Okay. Fabrizio has said it, so. All right, okay. And in Fabrizio, we trust. <laughs> um, other mentions around uh, Ronaldo's Juventus scrape into Champions League. Uh, sickle to a Pirlo. Like maybe that's a discussion for another day. Um, but I think we should move on to. Uh, the real news from today is the England provisional squad has been announced for the Euros. Uh, Gareth has absolutely um, how do we put it nicely? Chickened out. How did you just, dis- yeah, chickened out and he has put 33 names on the squad list just in case uh, who's, who's going to be playing this week? Well, Mason. Mason gets injured uh, on Saturday. I assume that's it. Uh, so we thought we would go through the 33 and decide on the unlucky seven that will probably just be used as training cones for this provisional like camp that they're going to and won't go to the Euros. So I imagine, let's start with the goalkeepers. Dean Henderson, Sam Johnson, Pickford and Ramsdale. They'll only take three. So is this quite simple, you guys? Ramsdale? Yeah, out?
1: I think it's quite simple. I'm surprised to see Sam Johnson in there as well, but Ramsdale is definitely going out.
0: Well that's uh, Nick Pope's injury, isn't it? Unlucky yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So it's gotta be one of them in there. Um I agree, it's gonna be Ransdale. I think Johnson deced it.
0: Yeah, well, he won't be getting time. Uh, we'll we'll talk uh, when it gets closer to the time about like our Starting Eleven song, but it's just to see who won't be making it into that final twenty six. Do you agree with that, Nick?
2: I do. Uh, I think Sam Johnson's had a good yeah. year actually, probably is, you know, like a dark horse candidate anyway for a like a good goalkeeper. At least to make a move into the you know Premier League. Now that West Brom's relegation is concerned. but yeah, it'll be Ramsdale.
0: Yeah, moving on to uh, the goal—not uh, goalkeepers. We've done that. Uh, into the defenders, your boy Trentson. If there was any doubt that he, he was always going, this i whole...
1: actually, I actually don't. I don't think that'll hold up. I, I still think, okay, maybe he might bow to pressure. I don't think Gareth wants to take him. I agree. I just think, I think that Aaron is. I think he's looking I, for every reason not to. I, I, I think he should go, but I don't think Southgate wants to take him. And I just have a suspicion that he'll miss out in the end because there's just too many really? fallback mm. options anyway. And and I just don't think he sees <laughs> him in his. I, Are you I talking think about
0: I, four right backs, Alex.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't think Gareth Southgate thinks he's a bad player. I think he probably thinks he is a good player. Um. However, I don't think he thinks he can use Trent in his system.
0: Well, I I just think he's class. He has to be somewhere there. Even if he doesn't start, if we need someone, out he comes. So do Um, I.
1: I just, I I don't know. I just think Gareth's pretty entrenched on this one. I can see him. Mind you, I think he's a coward by doing his provisional squad in the first place. So maybe I've got him wrong. But I can just see him giving him the axe when the actual official squad comes out.
0: Yeah. Well I I think so that like like I just mentioned there's four right backs in the in the squad uh, Trent Reece James uh, Trippier and Walker um let's uh, I'd say one of them well surely one of them's got dropped he's put, he's taken four before um Trippier I don't think we know he's his favorite it's his favorite yeah. child he's just won the league and to be fair and oh, I'm not a Trippier fan but he has had a very good season if you take away the paddy power. um, So, I imagine he's going to go... I think Aaron wan is very unlu- unlucky. And I, me personally, my one little thing... No, I'd have... I, shaking your head, it, but I, I would have Wan-Bissaka know. as one of the three. Out of those four, who do you want coming up against Mbappe? Kyle Walker. Uh, five, if you include Wan-Bissaka. Kyle Walker. Kyle
2: Walker's had oh, a fantastic boring. season. Like... Any right-back uh, who, who's I'm a best. mainstay in a Pep Guardiola team, um, yeah, um, like be, they're the guaranteed starter,
1: 100%. Okay,
0: fine. Uh, but out of those four, are we saying one of those won't be making it?
1: Yeah, I. you can't justify taking four right-backs to a tournament. You really only need two, so I, I don't get... I know. Yeah, one of them's going... Kyle's definitely going, because Kyle
0: can play... That right centre back. If
1: yeah, sorry, I Dave meant one can't. of them is going, as in one of them is going to be leaving this squad, and I just think he likes Kyle Walker obviously, and Nick makes a very good point. Um, mm. He adores Trippier, and I think at this moment in time, he prefers Rhys James to Trent. So I think Trent's gonna gonna be mm. muscled out here unjustly, but he will.
0: Well, I think the elephant in the room is that Ben Godfrey, who I think I even said on the last podcast I really rate, and I thought that he could be going. He is in this list. And Ben White, let's be honest, these two fellas are not making it, I don't think, into that final 26. I do like Ben, ben White, or though.
2: do anybody. And it's
0: a shame, um, I, I, also, like
2: I also like Lewis Dunk, um, but there might be age yeah. stuff there with him, unfortunately.
0: Well, obviously Harry Maguire is going if fit. I assume, really, this is what this list is for, because is not going to be fit for Wednesday night. Uh, he's probably not going to be fit for the first... You training sessions I've read. So I guess... Let's say he doesn't make it, fitness-wise, Maguire this is. Do you take Godfrey or White?
1: I take White, but it's a close call. It's not like any sort of anti-Everton prejudice or anything like that. I just think White is marginally more established at this moment in time. So White, but it, it we're talking almost a coin flip.
0: So... If we're taking up Ramsdale, Godfrey, White, uh, and maybe one of the right backs, that takes us to four. Connor Cody, I think he's going, I think he's done really well. And uh, although I'm looking at, hold on. Oh, yeah, I didn't see John Stones for a minute there. Uh, I think Connor Cody's going over Godfrey and Ben White just because he's been around. I'd rather have Godfrey, but that's just me. Can I make a suggestion? Uh,
2: he might be a surprise cut. Yeah. Tyrone Mings.
0: He's going, you know. He's going. He, he's left he, like,
2: he might go, but I, he should not be anywhere close. I would rather have Ben White and uh, Ben Godfrey over Thairo Miggs. That, I totally agree. Because, not a good football.
0: Well, I seeing as if we do, please God, play four at the back. It's and the ideal is Stones and Maguire. Surely Maguire at left centre back. So we don't need a left footer there. But I think he is. What I think this inclusion means is the dreaded three or five back could Mm. be around the corner. uh, And, you know, we'll have 20 right backs. And anyway, I'll digress and get onto my Gareth hate train. Um, So we've kind of seen three or four there. Let's go on to the midfielders: Bellingham, Henderson, Lingard, Mount, Phillips, Rice, and Ward-Prowse. For me, it's a surprise here, but it's only because I'll go on to it. I think we've got these kind of players already in the forward section. I think it's Jay Lings. I think Jay Lings might miss out here. Mm. Uh, I think you need your... I think Bellingham is the one who it could be a toss-up there. Henderson's obviously going. Mount is obviously going. Phillips, I think, will be unused, but he likes as a kind of rice replacement. And Ward-Prowse, well, if you've got a free kick in the last minute, who do you want? You want War prowse um, Well,
1: you, you you want Trent Alexander-Arnold, but as we've already decided, he's not going. I joke, I joke. I think Trent will I go. Yeah, um, but no, I agree with you. So, saying.
0: if there's one midfielder to miss out there, who do you guys think? Me, it's Lingard, but I, could it's someone
1: else. I actually agree that I think it will be Lingard. I know that sort of would have been blasphemy like a month ago, but uh, I think he's just had really poor timing in that West Ham's not like collapse or anything like that, just sort of West Ham's more sluggish form. I think has really jeopardised that England selection, and I think you made the point again. He's an attacking midfielder when the forward line is already going to be pretty stacked anyway. So I yeah, I don't see Bellingham. It it. Yeah, exactly. I think Jude Bellingham is one who will get taken. I don't know if he will see much game time, but it, I think it's probably mm. going to end up um, a bit. Walcott, two thousand and six, like he goes yeah. along to experience the tournament. So, I don't
0: think it's a bad thing though. Look how well he played in the Champions League. He's not adverse to a big
1: game. Not, not at all. And talent. A, not at all. And actually, I would, I would like to see him get game time. But I just don't think Southgate will take that risk. But I think he will still take him um, as maybe a rotation option or just as a school trip. Enjoy the experience type thing. I've okay. got Calvin
2: Phillips so dropping same... out because there's um, a injury. Oh. Um, he supposedly picked up an injury on the final game of the season. Oh, so hell. I think that will be the one, unfortunately, for him.
0: But, but if you take out Calum Phillips, you've got Rice. Oh, I guess if you play maybe that one defensive midfielder, you, you can interchange Rice and Henderson, perhaps? Maybe Bellingham if you're stretched to it. Yeah. Even though you wouldn't yeah. want to. No,
2: You wouldn't um, want to, but I don't think you need more than two defensive
0: or midfielders. Or Ward-Prowse, I guess. Yeah, okay. And then up front, we've got Calvert-Lewin, Foden, Grealish, Greenwood, Kane, Rashford, Saka, Sancho, Sterling, Watkins. Let's just get through. Uh, obviously, Kane's going. Obviously, Foden's going. Uh, obviously, Rashford's going. I Obviously, Sterling's going, although I'm saying he's not had the best of seasons, but obviously, he deserves to go. I just don't. I hope he doesn't start, but that's for another day. So, I think one or two? Two will fall out of this. Can- How many have got? We've got Ramsdale, Godfrey, White. Yeah. Obviously, May-
1: obviously, Ollie Watkins in this list isn't going to make the final cut. I'm not saying I he's not had a decent season, but I just don't imagine, I don't see who he gets picked ahead of there.
0: I think it's Greenwood or Watkins for that third place striker. And well, I think you're go, right. I think he'll, he'll go Greenwood. He'll go with
1: Greenwood then, surely. Yeah. And this isn't to say that I think Greenwood is straight ahead Watkins. of Ollie Watkins I, I don't know if I agree I'd probably just on balance give it Greenwood but I don't think that decision is going to be that close in Southgate's mind he's going to want people he's um, worked with the most before what? he'll go with Greenwood
0: but Greenwood hasn't got the experience of playing leading a line that Watkins does and that's the position it will be um, but yeah Watkins isn't as sexy as Greenwood is he there's um,
1: there's that and realistically how many times are you going to have somebody who isn't harry kane leading that line
0: well yeah I, and i i guess it's harry kane and then if you know worst comes to worst it'll be dcl won't it so yeah exactly. um i i'm thrown out there i'm worried for my boy i'm worried for my boy saka um no, i wouldn't if no no if two of them go from that list He's very... I'm selling him, Gareth. He's very, very good at playing multiple positions, so please take him. I want some Arsenal representation. I think Greenwood Um,
2: drops out. Um, I think... I just... I just don't know. I don't really see it... see it with him. It's a a bad explanation, but... I mean, only seven goals across the season, whereas Watkins had 11. um, And I think Watkins is just a better all-around player at the moment. So if it was up to me, I would drop Greenwood. Plus, I just don't think Greenwood's yeah. quite ready yet.
1: So, yeah, no, I get that. But just, to, uh, just to touch on Saka again, my take on this one is personally, I would rather bring him along and only go with two um, striker centre-forward types and have another rotational option on the wing. Because I think those are the positions you're going to switch out more. Those are the positions that get fatigued a bit more. I don't think Southgate will do that, but that uh, so I would be worried about Saka's inclusion as well. But that I would prefer him as a versatility option.
0: Yes. To uh, to just right.
1: another line leader, as you put it.
0: Well, so on that just quickly wrap it up, so we can say Ramsdale gone, Godfrey, White, uh are we saying Jay Lings? Are we agreeing on Lings?
2: I don't think he will. I... Yeah.
0: Okay, so that's four. Uh Ollie Watkins, sadly. Is uh, we we like Watkins, uh, but I do fear because that's five and we need another two more. You're saying Phillips, uh, Nick? Yeah, uh, I injury. have
2: got my own personal list, but <laughs> I go with yours and, by, any, by any stretch.
0: And so, and then the last one, do we think it's going to be Alexander Arnold? From what we've been talking about, I I'd, I'd rather, of it, I'd rather have Alexander Arnold over Reese James. But let's just say uh, Trent Reese James. Mason Greenwood or Saka? Which one out of those four is the final one not making it? One word from each. Who do you think? Mason Greenwood. I'm going Greenwood. I'm going Greenwood.
1: I'll go Trent. I'll go Trent.
0: You're going Trent? i just got
1: to have that quality. I I don't know whether it's just like pessimism or, you know, my natural pessimism or defeatism. I just don't think you'll take him.
0: Well, talking about Trent, let's move on to our finishing off our grades from last week of the of the teams starting off with Liverpool after this <laughs> It does feel like that's getting longer. It, I promise you it, I haven't a, it at a strange
1: all. supernatural <laughs> quality to it. It's going to be five yeah, minutes, right? Yeah, w- one week I feel we're going to record and it's just going to have taken over the rest of the recording. Um, i good verse to that. So yeah, we're going to try wow. and get
0: through these somewhat prompt, uh, quickly, but the floor is yours, Alex. Give us the run-through of Liverpool.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at the notes I made on this and originally I gave them a D and... In hindsight, having heroically claimed third, I'm gonna upgrade that to a C. Maybe even a C plus, by which I don't mean it's a, a a season I would usually accept, but I think it's a season that gets the um the best out of the circumstances they found themselves in. I'm not gonna go like too extreme and say um, you know, actually it should be a, a B or an A because of all those injuries. Because I think outside of the injuries, there have been some just horrific missteps this season. Playing Jota against Michelin comes to mind. Uh, persisting mm. with Fabinho in the back four, losing home game after home game comes to mind. That's not Fabinho's fault, by the way. I just think that there was no chance creation in that. Or no mm, but- no quality chance creation. And I think playing him at the back, despite him doing a decent standing job I think that contributed to that Uh but yeah apart from that C plus it was a pretty decent rally especially after the last international break Um it is what it is it was a decent salvage job from a horrible season one I'm very happy to see the back of because I feel like since January I've just been watching the same match on repeat until maybe about a month ago Um I think they'll be fine next season. I, I don't know if they'll title challenge straight uh, straight away again, but depending on how the summer goes, I can see Liverpool jumping back up to a comfortable second once the particular circumstances of the season are out of the way.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm looking here at what we said for our player of the year. Uh, Nick, I have no idea why you put Mane there, but each to their own. Uh, Fabinho, oh, I think, is a real shout. Um just, I, I like to take complete credit for that Fabinho signing, as I said, yeah. it would be quality. And just there's that ridiculous stat that's going around, something about uh, I don't know if it is the goals or just how many games you've won since he's been put into the field or something ridiculous. And I just think he's uh, he's a catalyst for your good performances uh, in the run in. Um, I
1: completely agree. And, and just to highlight the uh, the difference of opinion we have on this excellent podcast, Nick's. Mane as player of the season is quite um, is, is quite decisively shadowed by my putting Mane as like the disappointment or the dunce of the season. Yeah, um, yeah I was not impressed by him this Although, year. Although, I think he has I scored did. something
0: like 11 or 12 goals this year. I was really surprised to see that.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel what doesn't help Mane is that, um, obviously not this season, but in prior seasons, his goal tally my inch up towards what Salah gets. But Salah will consistently score about one every two matches throughout the season. I think mm-hmm. Mane... I, I don't have this borne out in data. I might be completely wrong, but it's just a feeling I get from watching Liverpool. I feel Mane is a streaky player. He will get his goals in bunches. And I think that through yeah. large parts of the season, he will go missing. And I think that's never been more... I, I Perhaps this season isn't his like worst for going missing for parts of it. But I just think this season has highlighted that so much, especially in those January, February months, the the crisis months, if you would, where um, the only player who could score a goal was Salah, one every two games, which is great, but no one else is backing him up there. And at that time of the season, I think Mane's deficit really sort of confirmed to everyone. I still think he's a great player. I still want to keep him, but... I think it's been a really I'm just going to season. come in
2: here and stop this slander of Liverpool's best player, <laughs> Sadio Mane, because he had uh, the highest non-penalty XG per 90 of the, of the fabulous three, as we know them. So, Rated, his, so, only, his, so his
1: finishing was bad?
2: His finishing was bad, and he undershot his um, uh, assists as well, his expected assists. assists, assists yeah, thank assists. you, poor season. It's not a poor, poor season. season. It's unfortunate that his teammates didn't help put them away. I think...
1: Why is he underscoring his XG the fault of, I don't know, Firmino and Salah? And, and I, I've got opinions on Firmino's season as well, by the way. I'm not, I'm, not ex- I'm not excusing him from any criticism, but I don't get that point.
2: Well, then maybe I should point out that Mane was second behind Diego Hotter. For non-penalty, XG
0: for ninety, which is the shot is an unbelievable signing. By the way,
1: I just think really how different annoying. how different the season might have been if he didn't play against Middlesbrough. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it would have been too different. We just didn't have the depth to match City in a season where you play a game every three days. But I think we could have easily come a pretty comfortable second place. If uh, had yeah, that's injured. the only difference.
0: You, you challenge United, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think we I think we hit finish ahead of Man United, but yeah. The
0: obvious is the injuries at the beginning of the season that's what curtailed it. Um yeah, move on to
1: City. Yeah, yeah, let's move I'm to city. dragging on. Let's go to City.
0: Go on, Nick. You give us your city overview. A plus.
2: I mean the most interesting thing about this city team is it doesn't feel like there's been a standout player per se. It feels like this is the most complete team, I want to say, that they've had. I mean, obviously they had the most 100 points, but they were backed by incredible, uh, you know, seasons from De, Bru- De Bruyne and Sterling. They've kind of regressed a little bit as a team yeah. and as um, individuals, but more come together as a team, which is just my personal opinion. Like, I mean, I couldn't believe this, Clearly but
0: agree.
2: their highest goal scorer was Gunderland, like, which yeah. I think only on 12 goals. Um, yeah. They obviously... I, want to, I don't want to say they lucked out because I don't, that wouldn't be right, but the DS signing, considering how focused they were on Koulibaly, that was like maybe an accidental masterstroke or something, but it's just worked out so, so well for them as has the rejuvenation of John Stones, and I think primarily that's where their improvement has been defensively. Like, they're not this team at the back that have Porous anymore. They're just very solid. Like they're just very good. Like it's a bland description, but they are just such a. As as when you go up in a you know as a smaller team against like you know like like I support like Fulham, you go up against like a Liverpool, Man United, and you go, okay, maybe you know we could maybe get something from them, but when you go up against this Man City, team, you're like, all right, let's just keep the score down to like two or three which it basically has been throughout the year. So I think this team is just a machine, an absolute machine. And if they win the Champions League
0: final, then it's more than deserved. They've done this with Jesus leading the line this season. And I think, and I I completely agree with what you're saying about it. It seems more of a collective effort rather than individual brilliance from an Aguero scoring 30 goals, um, De Bruyne playing the whole season unbelievably and like Sterling hitting the numbers he's done. Uh even like I don't think Bernardo Silva was as good this year, but you've got some players who were at a medium level kind of coasting and I think they've just stepped up unbelievably. Mares this year I think's been brilliant. No, oh, he's been fantastic. Pindlewein, brilliant. Um uh, the, one of the players that really stands out to me is uh Joao Cancelo. When he signed I thought Back up to Walker, huge, you know, 50, 60 million for a backup. He's not going to be physical enough for the Prem. He's just been playing, what, left back, right back, in the midfield, this inverted creative player, left foot, right foot, just incredible. And then you've got, when he's not there, left back, you've got Zinchenko. um, And the rebirth of John Stones as an elite footballer to go along with it. Um, I just, and even, even the likes of Rodri. I thought Rodri was okay in his first year not pulling up trees you'd rather have Fernandinho at that defensive midfield position but now Rodri's had an unbelievable season just think a team this or this squad add in a Kane or a Haaland gosh um, we forgot as really well thinking about. Phil
2: Foden who we're finally seeing you know what but Phil Foden like we're finally seeing what you know Phil Foden has been talked about for so long Um, he's been yeah. just outstanding and um, you know he's a lot Can you? Um,
1: yeah. Can you think of a city player that has had a genuinely poor season?
0: Jesus, not not a fan. Do you
1: think? Okay. Well, I don't, I I don't know bad. if it's okay. poor.
2: I don't know if it's poor. I think it's yeah. more just he's not Sergio Aguero of three or four years ago, which is what I, f- yeah, I think fine. Manchester City thought he would be, and he hasn't panned out okay. yet because yeah. Aguero has. Gone on longer than I thought they would expect, which is again the miracle of the modern Man City. Um,
0: yeah,
2: but I think this is why the Kane, this is why the Kane rumours have kind of um, come to fruition, really. Because I think yeah. now that now that the you've got the opportunity to sign a Harry Kane who has had just an unbelievable season, I want to say over 15 goals and 15 assists.
0: Um I could be wrong mm. there. Um, uh, twenty three goals, fourteen assists. Okay, that
1: was close. Um fair fair play on the Benjamin Mendy shout, who was so poor that I yeah. forgot he existed.
2: I mean if his team goes he's, out he's and offers, um, if his team goes out and offers hundred and fifty million for Harry Kane and you're Daniel Levy, um they're gonna be unstoppable. Like yeah. they are going to be just so brutal machine.
0: Yeah for the next 3 4 years until like's the bruyne and then if you bring in the kane uh, it's it's worth and it, it, you got torres waiting fernando uh, no fernando <laughs> not fernando that would be so su- that oh, imagine this team with fernando torres would oh, be yeah 2008 um, but no fernando i g- yeah well not <laughs> no, chelsea not 2012 or, <laughs> no uh but grades i i think it's a, so close to being A+, plus. we'll see what happens Saturday, but I think, yeah, uh, I guess we all agree with that. Interesting here, we're so divided here on player of the year for them. I gave it to Diaz just because I think the impact is, and obviously that'll be the transfer as well. Uh, but like you, we've said it before, we don't need to go over again, but it could be any Mahrez, Gunduan, KDB, mm. um, Foden even. Uh, I do think we need to be somewhat temper. The Foden is messy chat that I've seen some pundits go with. Uh, But I do think we are very, very fortunate to have him. Although I'd really want to see him play as the David Silva replacement, which was what he was dubbed as, um, purely from an England point of view because I think we've got so much talented wingers. I don't want Foden taking up one of those spots and I'd like to see him as that creative boxer, box midfielder. But that's just a personal thing. Uh, Shall we move on to United? So, um come second. I didn't see that happening at the beginning of the season. It could just be due to Liverpool's decline or just injuries. Uh we're giving them B plus. Alex is giving them A, but B plus
1: yeah. Yeah, it's not quite, quite clear that's actually meant to be an A minus, but yeah.
0: I feel like
2: if we were if we were in if we were in an American sports league or something, Bruno Fernandes would probably be considered MVP just because of his overall yeah. like team contribution, just kind of dragging that
0: team. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I agree with that.
0: Uh, it annoys me because when you saw those stats when he got signed, I thought he's never replicating this in the Prem. He has. He's and another I hold on to his
1: Yeah, he's another player that we reportedly balked at the um, asking price for. When you say I we, like you mean that. Liverpool? Yeah, so I mean Liverpool in that respect, because um, I'm no, talking, the talking
0: about the... absolute balls podcast.
1: Yeah, well, I've just exactly. He was going to be uh, the fourth host, but in the end, we uh, we bulked at the asking price of forty million pounds. Um, but yeah, no, it just feels like such a missed opportunity. Seeing him in a seeing him in a United shirt kills me.
0: I'm depressed. and Cavani, or well, Cavani being uh, the. The surprise package, in my view, I did not. I thought this was another Falcao. I was hoping it was going to be another Falcao. It hasn't been. Very annoying. He is a very good player. Uh So that that's worked out well for them. Um But I guess we give them Bruno team. Well, you've got my, Rashford. Little shout out for Rashford. Just not so much as footballing side. Actually, I think he's had a really good season. But I never quite work out how, because I don't think he's an elite finisher or a great creator. But he seems to get good stats uh, most seasons. Um But good man. I think we can all agree, good man. Um, Bruno as the player transfer season Cavani and I, I put Martial as uh, like the dunce of the year just because I think what is he still doing there? He's got to get a move for his own good, let alone theirs. Um, they need to find a partner for Harry Maguire. To,
2: That's not my contribution to this.
0: Yeah, but, well, they need to find a partner to Maguire and let Donny. Go and play some football somewhere because I think he's a very good player. Um, talking about very good players, Newcastle Player of the Year for the Prem for everyone, Joe Willock. Uh, I disagree. Single-handedly kept them up.
2: I disagree. All right. I'm going to say Callum Wilson here because over the course of the whole season, I think he really did make um, Newcastle a better team, and they and he's just a fantastic finisher in the box. So he was injured unfortunately, and you really noticed when he was out, like. I feel like, like who
0: was pulling them through,
2: but that was with Callum was Wilson. Like when when Callum Wilson wasn't playing, and Will it was, they you know were down in the you know the doldrums with Fulham. So I think after Wilson's return and Saint Maximin's return, they skyrocketed back up again um, to tw- the lofty heights of twelve. So I think in terms of overall impact, I'm going to go over the whole season. I'm going to go with uh, Callum Wilson. Do
0: we think it's a better uh, or better, green. We've all given them C, but this was before they've ended up twelve. I would change Isn't that. Is that just like a anomaly?
1: Yeah, I would, yeah. Change, I would change that in hindsight. B, B plus.
0: I wouldn't give them B plus because I think no. that they've only got there because of the teams around them were pretty poor and they've had this late run. And let's be honest, for the majority, the vast majority of the season, horrific. And I, not to bring, up I really did think they were the ones going down at one point after the, the Fulham win at Liverpool. Uh, and I think they have got lucky with, as much as I like to joke, this unbelievable streak of form that Willick's gone on. Uh, those late-minute goals that he got. and, and like I said, No, I do agree with Wilson. I think he's a very good player. I think he's a bit better than Newcastle level, but I think he w- does it very well there. And, of course, it's pretty fun to watch St. Maxman. Um, but it, it's a mess with them, isn't it? Let's be honest. Until they've sought out their ownership and Mike Ashley gets in the bin... It's always going to be a bit of a yo-yo for them. Who knows what Newcastle's turning up next year? Yeah, um, I was
2: going to stick with them. I thought I was being kind, giving a C. It just feels like this team is just kind of sleepwalking from Premier League season to Premier League season. Um, I only gave them a C just because I couldn't believe they actually finished 12th. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, new owners needed, new managers needed. Um, it's just all a bit kind of stale at Newcastle. Um, I mean, you go into... Mm. Their social media, and it's just as if like the end of the world's happening because of how poorly they've been, and they have been poor over the last few years. But since uh, Benitez left, so yeah.
0: Well, talking about teams that are down in the dumps, you don't get further down than Sheffield. I don't think we need to say anything other than F's, U's, uh, unmarkable has been written here, uh, and I think the only thing to say here is what Bruce the twenty-one million, yeah.
2: Just just an always just if I can make a one quick bit, this is a Liverpool related bit. So um I think it's always a fantastic sign when a team wants to keep a player for pre-season, like Liverpool did with Brewster. And then right after the pre season finishes they go, Oh, he's actually back for sale So um just that's that's always a good sign. I think.
0: It might happen with Willet, to be fair. Um mm-hmm. But no that horrendous decision. But He's back at his level. I think he'll do very well in the Championship. And you never know. If they keep him, uh, might pull him back up. Um, Southampton, what can be said other than just the absolute horrific nature of their season after the t-shirts were made that they were top of the league. Um, I think they've got a couple, or a few quality players. I think they've got a very good spine to the team, actually. Uh, I think Bednarek's a decent player. I really like War Prowse. I think he's someone who you won't get it but I think could play well at a big team I could see him at Liverpool for instance I really could um it'd be and a very, obviously ings has quality
1: it'd be a very Fsg replacement for vinalden so mm, yeah i wouldn't entirely, I could see that. I wouldn't entirely rule it out I don't see it happening but I wouldn't entirely rule it out
0: um but then you just see the ambition i've I've, I've seen quite a few uh, saints fans just getting upset with the ambition and of the team and then you see that they've made the Walcott signing permanent and you think oh okay. he's been quite good
1: though
0: Um, he was okay he started off alright and uh, I think Fred Bear that squad is really it's a few well it's shown it's an injury to Ings away from capitulation
1: I just don't think it's the wrong decision to keep him I don't quite understand why Southampton fans are so furious at that
0: Uh, well but I, I my thing is next season I don't see them finishing anywhere higher than fourteenth. And I think they could they are another team that could be sleepwalking towards a relegation fight if they don't do something about this yet and especially if the rumours of Ings going to United or Spurs or something comes to fruition. Spurs, Spursy Spursy Spurs. Um Well, we've graded them F's, I've given them a D. Maybe it should be an F now that they're in that European conference. I do think ugh, hilarious. They are really are hilarious. Uh, all th- even though they have arguably the player of, of the Premier League in their team, they still bottle it. Arguably my favourite moment of the season, not Premier League, was them getting dumped out by uh, Dynamo Zagreb. Great moment. Um, anything to be said other than uh, ha 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 Mourinho and what are they going to do once Kane? It's just being like.
2: Such a miserable season for Tottenham. Like, even like with the Super League stuff. If you ignore all that, like, it's just it, you knew that Mourinho Daniel Levy relationship was doomed from the start. Like everyone could have seen this was going to happen. Like at some point, point. Um, and I, I to be honest, I, I don't really know who they're going to bring to replace him. Like they obviously apparently they tried to get Hansi Flick in. Um, that failed, <laughs> Julian Nagelsmann. <laughs> yeah, that failed. Yeah. That failed. Some like never planet. gonna happen. Is Nuno Espirito Santo really who they're going to appoint? I I don't think so. But if it is, that's a uninspiring as.
0: Well, the news. The news today is about uh, Robert Martinez, isn't it? But Martinez um, after the Euros, and that's uninspiring as it is. I think that's hilarious. Uh, I would. I would be worried, I'll be honest, if I was Spurs. The likes of Kane looking to go, Bale's going. I don't think he's been that good, but he's still quality. It seems when he actually gets into the box, he scores it most times. Yeah, Um, this
2: team is just kind of a disaster. It it feels like what we all thought West Ham would be, Um, like this season with all the ownership issues. Um, But instead, it's just... They're going to have a real struggle, like trying to attract a good manager. You know, to say, "Oh, by the way, you've got yeah. to come in and deal with our grumpy striker who wants to leave," and we've also got to play way more Europa League games and travel to all these places. Um, so you've got to recruit a big squad, and you've got to play a ton of games, and there's just so much work to be done, especially with a manager like Daniel Levy, who is quite stingy. So, um, owner like Daniel Levy.
0: Well, yeah. I worry for them, but obviously I don't actually worry for them. Uh, well, talking about a team like, actually, you said it, Nick, West Ham, I think they're not just the surprise of the season. That the This is almost the story of the season. I I think the first game they played Newcastle and got absolutely battered in that first game of the year, and I thought West Ham were going down. Look how much I know. We've given them A's across the board. I've, I think the, the likes of Suchek... Uh, well, Lingard and the kind of burst of form he had. Everyone in that team. And like when you're saying about who from that City team's had a bad season, you look at this West Ham team, like playing to the level that they can get to. They've been superseding all year because they haven't made that many changes. They've still got Moyers as their manager. So I think this West Ham team, they really deserve to be in Europe. I think they would have struggled in the Champions League if they'd actually got there. Uh, I think that would have been a step too far. But I think they've got quality players. Rice, four nows. Really like Ben Rama. Um, They need to sign a striker to either replace or be backup for Antonio. But great. Good take. Although Noble looks a bit out of it now. Noble's been moved on. uh, Let's Check Rice. Yeah. He's got one more year, hasn't he? Yeah. So I think that'll just
2: be waving to fans
0: in the stands. Yeah. Yeah. But I I I don't know what else to say other than I don't know what more I
1: don't yeah I know more you can add to that I don't think it's I don't think it ruins the season that they missed out on the top four because I think it's still great that they got into the Europa League Um, yeah no just a really solid season flashes of um, you know two thousand and eight Moisey in charge as well so yeah Yeah, I've been very very impressed by them really good foundations to build on and if they keep it up you could see them being. Sort of around 8th to 5th for the next few years.
0: If you're Tammy Abraham, just very, very quickly, do you go to Spurs or West Ham?
1: Masson Villa. Well, I,
0: I guess you actually still go.
1: But where does, <laughs> where, where, it depends where Kane goes.
0: Yeah, I guess it depends where Kane is. But I, what, what I was trying to point out there is I think there's more of like a, a project, more of excitement around West Ham at the moment than there is about Spurs. Yeah,
1: I agree. Term, That's just. Well, I don't know, it's still the same shaky owners. I don't know if it's going to be a long-term project to greatness or anything like that, but it's an attractive proposition right now, sure. I don't know if it's a project, but they're in a good place.
0: Talking about greatness, West Brom, Big mm. Sam. D's across the board, they've gone down. What a shock. Uh, I've, I I thought the decision to sack Bilic after his point at City was unbelievable. I disagree
2: with that. I disagree with uh, that. That team was sleepwalking into relegation. When we beat them 2 0 for our first win, when we just looked in the aggro, I say we Fulham beat West Brom at home when they just looked absolutely down and dead. Um, West Brom just couldn't muster any kind of attack. They needed to make a change at the time. So I. I think it was the right move probably to move on from Village, but now they've got a decision to make in the championship about whether they want to go for it, a rebuild. They'll probably want to go for it, ownership. Um, so, And they've got the squad for it as well. So there'll be a contender for promotion again. Yes. And um, I actually quite liked uh, O.K. Okusui because I saw no one really put a player of the season uh, <laughs> mention. He's been really quite fun to watch as well. Um, and he, should, he, he might actually get a Premier League... Uh, Clan signing
0: him. I thought Diany Dianya, the the centre forward they brought in in January, was half decent. Yeah, and I think like you're saying, that the the other than sad to say, uh, your team Fulham, the majority of this team, I'm right saying, is going to be with them next year, in the Championship.
2: Yeah, and they're going to have Grady Dianghana as well, who was fantastic there, Pereira. Um, they were all brilliant players surely Pereira
0: team. needs to move on he's he's too good
2: he might he's move on the I mean we'll see he might st- like. I don't know personally um, strikes but me if he stays then he's bye. a fantastic player in the championship he like he had an otherworldly season when they were down there, down there last year so I think they'll make a That's go for do, it man. they'll yeah. make a go for it and...
0: well uh, move to our last team Wolves. We quickly, we've mentioned them before uh, about Nuno. Very uninspiring season. I don't think we need to go over them too much. Uh, we've got Neto as the player of the season. I, I do like Neto, even though then when I looked at his numbers wasn't quite as inspiring as I thought they would be. Um, biggest moment of the season was that Jimenez injury. I was watching that game and it was really horrific. Uh, and you've seen how much of a loss it's been to them, just the whole way they've played. Uh, the myth of Adama Traore is surely... Debunked, I believe. Uh, the man is is just a sprinter. Uh, and Fabio Silva, what a horrendous signing! Uh, any other comments before we end that section?
2: I think awesome. um, I think Walls. They they need to kind of evolve a bit. It kind of feels like they've been going on this Neves, Zhao, Moutinho um, midfield core for quite some time. Neves hasn't really panned out into that top eight, top six centre midfielder. Jao Moutinho is good, but is very old now. So I think some evolution is needed there. I do like a Dama trial race still. I disagree that he's a sprinter. Um, I think it's just been a tough season and it hasn't been helped by the fact that Fabio Silva is playing up top. I,
0: I, I think your never one is a really interesting shout. Like I thought he was guaranteed for a move. Another uh, Liverpool signing, I thought, I thought he would have been really good there but you're right not been maybe it's just the season I think it'll be interesting to see how Wolves go next year Uh, like you say because it will be a a different feel to the place with Nuno not being there Um, but it'll still be a Portuguese infestation okay everyone join us after this where we'll go through our team of the season
1: ladies and gentlemen you can't bring an object onto the
2: field and start rubbing on the cricket ball and you've got all the cameras on you. I mean, it's an embarrassment. It really is an embarrassment.
0: It truly is an embarrassment as will be when I somehow El Nene into this team of the season. <laughs> uh, okay lads let's run through it. Uh, goalkeeper, I've got Edison. I just think Golden Glove winner, Edison.
1: I've Obviously, yes, Edison is the right choice, but for I, I've tried to think for some of a different option because I've got obvious people in other spots, so I would say Emmy Martinez just because of the impact he's had on that team and how assured he looks there. But obviously, Edison has had the, the best season out of a keeper, but Emmy is a alternative option I'll out there.
0: Yeah. That hurts, but yeah. Okay. What about you, Nick?
2: Um, yeah, I agree with those two points. Um, I've also been, again... Quite impressed by Alphonse Areola's season behind a truly awful um, Fulham Mm. defence and Fulham team in general. Um, He's a lot better than 18th. Um, He'd probably be a top six goalkeeper in any other league, or even in the Premier League. So, really like him as well. You
0: going Alphonse?
2: No, I'm going going with uh, Martinez. I'm going with Martinez.
0: God, that hurts. Um, Okay, right back, because we're playing uh, 4 we, do we agreeing 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3? Three, three? It doesn't really matter. I guess it can be...
2: I think we've agree. all got our own individual uh, formations. So I think yeah. maybe we should start by okay. reading our back fours individually.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll jump first. Right back, Cancelo. I said it a bit earlier. Uh, two goals, three assists, 2.4 tackles a game, which actually made him the 20th highest in the prem for tackles. And I was really surprised by that, because you don't really associate that with... With Cancelo and I just think he's been, uh, well, he's impressed me highly this year. Diaz really simply transformed that back line for City this year. Um, Fofana is my other centre back choice. I really like him. Ranks fourth for interceptions in the league. Gutted that we couldn't sign him, um, even though he probably would never have come. I really hope Saliba turns out like him. And my left back is Luke Shaw. His performances against the big teams like City. Unbelievable. So, there we go.
1: I'm, I'm laughing on camera. Not because I completely disagree with your choices, but because I had the exact same back four. So like, oh, that makes it easy. Y- you've stolen my thunder a little bit there. Uh, maybe, maybe Souffal instead of um, Cancelo. Cancelo. But I No, I, I would go exactly as you've gone there. I think... Fofano has just been absolutely excellent I feel a bit sorry for Soyuncu in a way because he's still been a really good centre-back most of the yeah. season I just feel like his limelight's been a bit stolen so maybe I could have him instead with alongside Diaz I, I think Diaz is undisputable um, yeah. has had a just a stunningly impactful season and stabilised that defence uh, about- and yeah Luke Shaw it's not been a rich position at left-back so
0: for lack of other options, I'd go with him. What about
2: you, Nick? I went for some different options, uh, to be slightly controversial. Uh Um, I'm going to go with left-back Andy Robertson, who Alex (laughs) might be surprised by, but I thought he's been pretty good this year as an ever-present left-back. Centre-backs, I went for Harry Maguire, just because I think if you look at how Manchester United are without Harry Maguire? It is a completely different Manchester United. Like they are just—they completely fall apart, and they really do rely on him at the back. And hes and he's just worked for some reason perfectly well as a captain. So Harry Maguire, and then Ruben Diaz that doesn't require much explanation—and Vladimir Kufal or Sufal. I—I don't think Robertson's do. that outrageous. I know Cameron laughed it
1: off. But he's just been steady all season. Most minutes played, have played nearly. Yeah, I'd say he must have played nearly the full 38 games, if not the full 30. I think he's just, I think he's like 36, 37. But he's just been really steady. He's not had like the peaks and troughs that, say, other high-profile full-backs, other, other high-profile Liverpool fullbacks have had. So I don't mm. think that that's that outrageous.
0: What's that, well, But my favourite left-back at Liverpool is, obviously, is it to Spick? is he still in six Athens minutes. He I six minutes.
1: yeah I don't know if he ever goes <laughs> I don't know if he ever got on the plane I've seen him in very sparingly this season I have seen him come onto the pitch but I don't remember what match it was it was an event though I, I took notice of where I was in that moment in history mm-hmm. he must uh, be
0: looking at clock thinking any chance any chance I could have a break out here although let's just move on by saying Tierney is the best left back in the league um, my three <laughs> midfielders, uh, purely because I just love numbers and sexiness. Gundogan, I think that middle period where everything clicked for City, uh, and he was just outrageous. Playing as that, he was taking the flak. Well, maybe it was meant to be, but you know those late runs into the box, that like performance against City, uh, not City, Liverpool, sorry. Thirteen goals, two assists. He he has to be in there for me. Fernandez numbers speak for themselves let's 18 goals 12 assists and I think most people expect De Bruyne has to be in there somewhere I disagree I've gone for Suchek the potato salad eating hero 10 goals and one assist from that kind of deep lying position uh those late moves into the box just an absolute handful um yeah that's my that's my three I don't know who's playing the deepest if we are working that out maybe maybe Suchek um but no, no room for De Bruyne in this team. Okay. What about you? Lot?
1: Mine's a lot more vanilla. Um, I think I'm going to cop some flak for this, but as a deep-lying midfielder, I'm actually going to let my bias show and I'm going to say Fabinho. I know he's not played there for oh, the entire. He's entirety. played a sense back this year. Not, I know it comes close, but not quite as much as he's played in defensive midfield. And I just think the impact he has in that position gives him the team of the season spot there in my in my opinion and I'm sure maybe I'm letting my bias show but I just think he's been extremely good every time he really captures that position every time he plays in it the other two midfielders I've completely uncontroversially to make up for that I have gone for De Bruyne who I think can when you're saying you know he's not going to make yours I think that's in part because he's a victim of his own success He plays at such a high-level season in season out that it probably isn't special anymore. But I'm trying to fight against that, so I'll still say him and um, I think you've got to go for Fernandez as well. Nick, I think the point you made earlier on about him being um, an MVP, if you're watching this like an American, is completely spot on. He drags that team two or three places higher into the table than they should be.
2: Mm. Yeah. I have gone for Mason Mount because I think he's just been Chelsea's best midfielder um and he's been excellent under both managers that were there um and again another shoe in for the England squad Ilkay Gundogan and Bruno Fernandes Oh and Mount, I kind of put, I did Bullock. put uh, De Bruyne in as well so
0: Look, I think De Bruyne's class, but my only thing was team of the season, he's played about 22 games this year. That's my only criticism yeah. of him. I, just, I, I think I, I, that
2: City team with him, again, it's just impact players and he is one of them. It's just, all of a sudden, it's just so much more terrifying, so much more, has more bite and you just, as an as an opponent, opponent, it, might, it, might, it must just be a nightmare to defend.
1: I do think, yeah. again Nick, to bring up another point you made earlier about how if you're Um, a smaller team you might fancy getting something from Liverpool or Chelsea or United I think De Bruyne is the decisive reason why you don't expect that going up against City because you know he'll pick you apart at least once a match some okay obviously some small teams have got things from City but that's tending to be when he's injured or when a strike is not capitalised he will create a, a goal a match or at least a goal to be taken every single match I don't think anybody in the Premier League matches that production
2: he is he is someone who can like unlock a door when a team is putting ten men behind the ball like and yeah, you know that for me is just worthy of inclusion. I think he's the only one really that can do that in the pre- whole Premier League
0: yeah no, that's fair enough um the th- front free obvious one, Kane, do we all agree on Kane quickly? Yeah. There's no other choice, is there? 23 goals, 14 assists. Golden boot and the top assist Mm -hmm. sister in the league. So we all agree on him. Uh, For my left winger, it makes me sad to put these guys in, but I love him. Son, 17 goals and 10 assists. And that kind of link up he had with Kane at the beginning of the year, unbelievable. I think he has fallen away in in, uh, recent months, but I. I just, I would have, I'd have Son over, no, not over Kane, but over most players in the league. I'd have Yongmin Song. I really love him. Uh, and then at right wing, the disrespect from Jamie and Gary Nev at putting Foden at right wing and not this man Mohamed Salah. He is a victim of his own success. Mohamed Salah, twenty two goals this year, mm. twenty two, and he wasn't in like most people's uh, team of the year. It makes no sense to me. Uh, Five assists as well, so that's my front three: Salah, Kane, Son.
1: You've, um, yeah, you've done it again. Pains me to admit. We've snap. Um, The only one I think that is debatable is Son. But that being said, um, I, I think he probably deserves to just about deserves to be in there as well. But given the poor season Tottenham's had. That's the only reason I'm sort of umming Mm -hmm. a little bit on that. I might argue you can put Foden in that position on the other side because he's that versatile and attacking player. So if I had to change one thing just to make sure that I'm not matching up with you again, I'm using Salah and Kane because I think their spots can't be argued against and the stats speak for themselves. I'll make the argument you can then play uh, Foden on the left wing.
0: Okay. I'm gonna make a. I'm going to make
2: you I have the same because I've already listed four midfielders um, and I only had two spots left I did say Salah and Kane but I'm going to put an honourable mention for Patrick Bamford who somehow yeah. scored 17 goals and he's, fits Marcelo he's been really system
1: good. I, I don't know I didn't quite go over that scuff for Sport Cam he's been really good I, don't know, I, just, I think
0: it's incredible I don't know how this has happened <laughs> I, when when they signed Rodrigo I was Well, that's Bamford rotting on the bench for the year. And not, absolutely not. Bamford has been clinical. When I've seen some of his uh, finishes, brilliant. And I think he can count himself unlucky for not getting that Oli Watkins spot uh, on this, uh, on Gareth's, uh provisional list. I think he's been tremendous. So, yeah, I agree with that. So quickly, uh, everyone's uh, manager of the year. Mine is... miser. uh i just think he's been unbelievable uh just the turnaround i know the obvious is pep but i wanted a little mention for
1: my thank you
0: what about you
1: guys is it obviously pep i i I, obviously like no no but i just obviously i i'm not i want to like clarify what i've said there i obviously think that pep guardiola is the best manager in the world so in that sense yeah sure but if you're doing like manager of the season, like manager who has made a massive impact on their team, has done something with that team perhaps another manager couldn't, then I think this season I give it to I give it to Moise or and I'm not one of this guy's fanboys by any means, I know he has a lot of them, but I give it to him or i maybe give it to Bielsa.
0: Bielsa, yeah. I'm not Finishing I'm not nights. a
1: Bielsa I'm not a Bielsa fanboy. I think he has a um a sort of outsized fan club for what his career has accomplished. But I think he's just been I think that Leeds team has been such a welcome thing in the Premier League and I don't think anybody gets that tune out of him that he has.
0: Fair enough. And what about you, Nick? Um Paul Heckingbottom. Scott Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Player of the year. Kane. Kane for me. I'm going with
2: my one-two of Kane and then Bruno, um, just the two team, two players that have dragged their teams to
1: yeah
2: where they are. The,
1: the two, it, yeah, the two it came down to for me were Bruno and Diaz. Um, mm. I will give it to I'll give it to Bruno because I I think Man United aren't the second without him. I think City are probably just about still first about Diaz. So on that mar- on that sort of calculation, I would say Bruno.
0: Yeah, Laporte, where is he now? Well, Spanish squad instead of Rams. I was about
1: to say, that's crazy, isn't it? Uh, just, is, <laughs> where, um, is where is he now? I don't understand Where is he Spain, out of nowhere.
0: Young player of the year. This one, let's it, not beat around the bush. It could be, it depends what the parameters are of that, but I really want to get Saka in there. Uh, I don't, I don't know if he actually really is, but I. It depends if we obviously if we include Foden, it's Foden, um, like a really established player. But I guess he's established himself this season. So I say Foden, but I want it to be Saka.
1: It's Foden. I like Saka a lot, yeah. but it's Foden. Hasn't
2: Raheem Sterling won it for like the past five years in a row? Like the official one. Uh. Like it's a bit stupid, but yeah, I, 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 I really interrupt you, Alex. But yeah, Phil Foden.
1: Is the winner for me. I just don't, I, yeah. I don't, and I do like Saka. I'm not wanting to cheapen his efforts this season. I just don't think it's debatable. He's he's like the first English player for a while, the first English youth product in a while who has actually had a breakthrough season in an attacking role at a top team and matched the hype he was given.
2: Honourable so, mention for uh, I, I Fabio Cavaglio.
0: <laughs> Very honourable. Um, And just very, very quickly to end this week's podcast, there is two finals this week, one of which I will not be watching because it pains me too much, and that is Wednesday night uh, United versus Villarreal in the Europa League. Who do we think is coming out on top? Is it it stupid? I don't think it's that stupid because I think Unai, except when he's uh, under an Arsenal umbrella, just does special things in that tournament. I don't think it's going to be as easy as people predict, but I guess you'll be foolish not to say it'll be United. What do you guys think?
1: Um, 2-0 United I'm going to I can't pick United I can't do it I'm going to say 1-0 Villarreal
0: I love it I'll go 2-0 United Francis Coquelin Worldie
1: yeah exactly and Emery himself the the managerial masterclass maker himself will just put on a really frustrating well structured performance that even Bruno my player of the season not only (laughs) My player of the season five minutes ago, no less, won't be able to unpick. So, yeah, Villarreal
0: 1-0. Yeah, I'm saying 1-1, Villarreal on penalties, Hernandez misses his penalty
1: scenes. <laughs> Glorious. Uh, and,
0: the, and then on Saturday, of course, the big one, uh, Chelsea versus City in the final. Um, There's big thing about like Tuchel having this like hoodoo over uh, Guardiola City. I don't think that's going to play out now. I think it's gonna be a city win two nil. Yeah. I'll go two
1: one. I go city I'll say city three one. I I get that Chelsea have beaten them twice this season, but I just think this city team with everything that's riding on them getting a Champions League title, I I don't think they'll let this one go by them. They're too good for it. Um I, I and I think Chelsea will lack the jeopardy of being in the Champions League next season now. Anyway, I know it shouldn't make a difference because it's the biggest match in club football, so it shouldn't factor. But are they going to be as desperate? Nah, I just think City are going to be too good for them.
0: Fair enough. There we go. That's our predictions right there. Thank you very much, fellas, for joining me this week. I think that's been that's been that's been a good episode. I've been very intrigued about uh, your reasonings for why Bamford should be the Player of the Year. Um, any closing remarks from you both lovely <laughs> to all your uh, millions of fans out there that's... Alex. thank you everyone and like i say our loyal seven seven listeners out there thank you very much oh just before we go we do now have a twitter account you can find us at talking absolute bull um it's just at abs so abs underscore ball underscore pod uh, come check us out there where we'll be putting up our opinions on all things football, and other sporting bits, and also, obviously, you can find out when our uploads are going to be. Uh, once again, please go check out our Instagram. It's just Talking Absolute Bull. And, yeah, thank you very much for joining us this week. Au
1: revoir. My